Hi, this is Hope with Michelle. If you are the parent of an addicted loved one, you're in the right place. I am the mother and mother-in-law of a recovering addicted son and daughter-in-law. They have been in recovery now for about 53 days. But who's counting, right? (laughs) Actually, we are. When they're in recovery, it's a celebration. But today, I am going to be talking to you about how to say goodbye. How to say goodbye to your addicted loved one. I'm in the middle of reading um, Don't Let Your Kids Kill You by Charles Rubin. And some of what I'm going to talk to you about today is from his book, Um, Like You, I Am Always Determined to Figure Out How to Get Through This difficult time in our life um, of trying to help our addicted son and not being able to um, lead him on his journey. We just kind of have to sit on the sidelines and sometimes that's just super hard. So I'm here to bring you hope but also talk to you about how do you know, how do you know when it's time to sever the ties with your addicted loved one? And it's a difficult question. It's different from all of us. But um, there is a group called Tough Love. And in Charles Rubin's book, he talks about a family who come to the meeting and they tell everybody how their daughter, their addicted daughter is lost. And they have tried everything and they have decided that she needs to be evicted from their home. And they give her a warning and they say, in one week, you will need to move out. And then in six days and five days, and it's the countdown and and it's with the support of this group of people that they are able to um, stand firm in their decision and um, make the countdown until the final day where they have to then take their child out into the street or wherever they have arranged for her to go. Um, And of course, there's going to be resistance. So um, I'm not going to really talk to you about how you physically do that today. Um, But I just want to talk to you about a few things like how do you know when it's time and then how do you set those boundaries once you evict them from your home? Um, and, And how do you stand firm in your decision? So first of all, how do you know when it's time? How do you know? Because these are our children. We birth them and we've seen them when they've been loving and wonderful children, right? But they aren't our wonderful children anymore. They are an imposter <laughs> that we don't know because they're, it's the kind of like their whole body is, is filled with some other person, some other devil, and it's not the child that we raised. But So how do you know when it's time to sever these ties? One, maybe your addicted loved one has become violent And maybe he or she is harmful to others in the home, your other children, uh, maybe your spouse. Um, Maybe you can't sleep 
and the stress that this child has caused you is so severe that you've needed to go see your doctor. I've been there. Um, Maybe it's causing havoc in a non-healthy way for many of your family members. Maybe your property is being destroyed or stolen. Um, Maybe this addicted loved one is a bad influence on your other children. And in our case, our grandchildren were in jeopardy. They were not safe. Um, Also, a lot of people have lost so much money that their financials are in disarray. Um, And they know that their addicted loved one is not admitting that they even have a problem. And so um, if they don't think they have a problem, they're not going to get help, right? So that's... Those are some of the warning signs when you know it's time to do something different. Um, It's different for everybody, and I can't tell you where your threshold is, but those are some of the signs. Um, Oftentimes people will say, oh, trust me, you'll know when it's time to kick them out. Um, Where are you at? What is the quality of your life right now? Only you can answer that. And um, if you've set boundaries and this loved one isn't cooperating and they're still using and you decide that it's time, it's time to show them the door, then this is where you go from here. Um, Maybe you drop them off at a homeless shelter. Maybe they have another opportunity, but... You have to separate. You have to separate from them and you can't, you're, you're no longer able to care for them. You cannot do stuff for them that they are capable of doing for themselves because that's enabling. That's enabling. That's not helping in the right way. Yeah, they can't do too much for themselves right now because they're using. But this imposter is not the son or daughter that you once raised. This loved one has been body snatched by the devil. And that's the drugs that he or she is choosing to use. And they are resisting change. So, you're going to meetings. You have support. This is tough love. And you have done it. You have surrounded yourself with people who have helped you make this decision and you have evicted your loved one. This actually happened to us. It was a very, very difficult time. But again, we felt like we were doing the right thing because there was nothing else we could do. And at that point, we had guardianship of our grandchildren so we knew they were safe, so we could evict our daughter-in-law and our son. But let me tell you what happens next because this is super, super hard. So you're free now, right? Wrong. So wrong. So now what happens is as soon as you've done what everybody keeps telling you to do, quit enabling, right? You've evicted them. Now what happens is your brain takes over and you have these second thoughts and you start thinking, I was too emotional. Yeah, I was just angry. Maybe I was irrational. 
you second guess yourself and you think, was I unjust? Oh, maybe I should have just given him more time. No, no, no. But let me tell you, first of all, it's going to happen. It happens to all of us, right? You, you go through this and you second guess yourself because your brain kind of sabotages you. Well, you need to tell yourself first that you aren't alone. We've all been right where you are. We know um, you're doing the right thing, but your brain is going to tell you otherwise. So the first thing I want you to do is absolutely do nothing. Nothing. Promise yourself right now that when you feel like this, that um, you're going to mark it on your calendar for one month from today. Just go do that. You put on your calendar one month from today and you say, okay, I'm I'm not going to do anything until these 30 days go by. Okay. You can tell yourself that, but inside um, you're going to suppress nothing. You're going to give your brain the podium. You're going to listen to every single word your brain is telling you. And your brain will hurl accusations at you. And if it's like my brain, it'll say, well, you were a part of the problem. You should have done X, Y, and Z. And maybe I should have done this. And maybe I should have done that. And um, you'll swear at yourself for not being more patient, whatever it is. But remain grounded. Answer every single one of your accusations to yourself. <laughs> I know, I know we sound a little psychotic here, but calmly remind yourself why you removed your addicted loved one. If you have to list those reasons of why you evicted them, why you severed them from your life, right? Maybe seeing it in writing will help you. Um, maybe if you see that you, you exhausted all the other choices, that you will realize again that you did the right thing. Now, your practical brain, your logical brain will know that you did the right thing, but your emotional brain will keep you up at night. I promise this is a given, right? Um, so if, if, you, if this is happening, I want you to go talk to a counselor. And if you can't afford a counselor... Um, Well, if you go to talk to a counselor, talk to one who's familiar with addiction. If you can't afford that, go to a support meeting. Al-Anon, PAL, which is Parents of Addicted Loved Ones, Tough Love, go go to one of these support meetings where they know what you're going through, okay? And they should be able to tell you, yes, this is normal. Your brain is trying to sabotage everything that you've done. Don't listen to it, right? Um, Steer clear of people who know nothing about living with an addicted loved one. And sometimes what we'll do is we'll find the people in our lives. We'll go to them because we need to hear what they're going to say. No, 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 no. Don't listen to those people. Those people don't understand, okay? Those people are not going to be familiar with what to do with addiction type of behavior. Um, We need to talk to those people who are familiar with it because only then are we going to hear the truth, the truth. 
Um, Another really good idea is to stay busy. Keep busy. Find a project. Find a project and stick with it. Become absorbed in that project and commit to that project um, until you're finished. Tell yourself. And maybe, maybe it's something that you started and never finished because of this addiction, um, addicted loved one in your life. For me, um, I'm an author and I have many books that I started and I'm in the middle of and I cannot finish because it's too disruptive. I can't stay focused, right? Well, pick some small project that you think you can get through in in these 30 days that you're going to do nothing, right? And um, stick to it. Try to try to see if you can't do that because um, redirecting your mind will really help. And make a comeback. Maybe there are some people or friends in your life that you kind of lost track of because maybe their kids were perfect. We've all had friends like that, right? Where our friends. Our friends' kids are just perfect. We don't even want to be around them because it's like, oh gosh, wish if only, right? If only um, they didn't. If only we could be like them and not have our kids have this problem, right? I'm sure you've felt that way before. Well, find these friends that used to be your friends and um, make a comeback. Reconnect with them. Um, maybe they're card friends, tennis friends book club friends, reconnect. Whatever you do, do not isolate yourself. Don't leave yourself alone with your brain's negativity. Don't do it because our brains sabotage ourselves, right? Yeah, our brains will just take over and then we'll renege and we'll call our addicted son or daughter and let them back into our lives, back into our homes, and that is not the forward momentum we need, right? So I have to I have to stop for a for a little break here for a podcast advertisement to help keep this alive. But stay tuned because when I come back, I'm going to talk to you about this person that you have severed from your life. And this is really important. Um, I'm going to talk about how your addicted loved one left you and how that fact is going to help you get through to the other side of, of this event in your life. Hang tight. This is Hope with Michelle, and I am speaking to you today about saying goodbye to your addicted loved one. And for all of you, that might be different. You might be evicting them like we did from a home that we owned that they were not paying rent on. Um, But maybe it's your addicted loved one who's been living in your home with you and disrupting your whole household um, and maybe you just um, set the boundaries and you are choosing to sever yourself from 
the influence of your addicted loved one while they're using and you have said goodbye for now until you get help. Whatever your um, goodbye is about, I can't speak into every single one of those, but there's just one more thing I need to tell you here and explain. And I'm really hopeful that this will help you. First of all, you did not leave your son or your daughter. Your addicted loved one left you. He left you. She left you. There's a big difference there. You have hung tight. You have been there through all of it. You have raised this child. And now they are on their own journey. We cannot stop their journey. We can't interfere with that. And unfortunately, we can't live it for them. But when you look at your addicted loved one, this person, this person is only who your son or daughter used to be. But your son or daughter is gone. She's gone. Her body may be present, but this is not the little girl you raised. This is a demented stranger. You can't reach her because she isn't there. And if she shows up for Christmas or Thanksgiving or birthdays, it's an imposter as long as she's using. And you know what I mean, because you can tell. Trust your gut. You can tell when she's not using because all of a sudden she's no longer narcissistic. All of a sudden she's interested in you and your life. Remember your daughter the way she was or your son the way he was not the way he is right now because he is not him until he returns unfortunately we can't go to the police and file a missing person report can we oh it's just so hard and we have to be so patient because it has to be on their time and we know We know what can happen in the meantime. Every time we hear a siren, we think, that could be my son. He might be dead now. Can we stop that? No, we didn't cause it. We can't cure it. We can't control it. None of that. And so the hardest part is letting go of our dreams for that addicted loved one. We had all these hopes and dreams and maybe your child was an adi- a, a, a gifted artist or speaker or had a heart of gold and you thought that they were going to be in some kind of profession where they brought value and served the elderly or the needy or whatever it is. It, but that, that person is no longer there. Um, look at their photos from childhood let yourself go back and grieve you are suffering a loss right now and it's okay Um, most people none of my friends get it they didn't understand how my grief was so I just didn't talk to them about it but go to a support group meeting and share with them 
talk about what you miss most about that and and keep that sun alive in your mind but just know that this this drug addicted sun is not the sun that you raised he's sick right now and you have to give him time to journey through this until the pain is so bad that he decides he wants a better life and and that the the reward of going through rehab will be better so in the end it's our it's your son's choice right it's your daughter's choice if she throws her life away but i'm here to help you to not throw yours away okay do not throw your life away too there are other people that love you and need you and we as moms and dads have a choice and i'm praying that you all choose to find joy in your life despite your addicted loved ones decisions and choices and i will continue to pray that your son's journey or your daughter's journey on this addicted path ends quickly with recovery and if that happens let me know because i want to help you celebrate and in the meantime god bless and thank you for listening to this podcast today i hope that it's brought you some help clarity and hope.